Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 68. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. Rick and myself are the hosts of the Cardano Effect podcast today, and I'd like to remind all the viewers and listeners, if you're not subscribed to the Cardano Effect podcast, please consider subscribing. It helps us a lot, boosts our SEO, and allows the podcast to be propagated through the wider crypto community. I'd like to take the time to say Happy New Year to everyone. This is our first live stream of the year. And if you're not familiar with our live stream series, it's where we recap all the events that happened in the previous week for Cardano. Uh, we were off last week, so we're going to just, but we'll just focus on this week. If you want to follow along, you can go to the subreddit Cardano, sort by top, sort by top this week, and you can follow along. We can drop that link soon. So we're going to get right into the mix of things because we have some things to talk about before we hit that Reddit and before we start answering YouTube questions. So without further ado, None of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. Remember, you are your best financial advisor. And if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. So, Rick, good morning to you. Happy Sunday. Happy New Year. How are you doing today? Hi, Philippe. Doing great. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Uh, just so everyone knows, we recorded a podcast with stake cooperators yesterday. That will be coming out in a couple of days. I would like to give a shout out to IOHK. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast, IOHK. We very much appreciate your support. And also a reminder to new viewers that this podcast is available on audio only, so that if you're driving in your car or you're working out, you can listen to the podcast on audio on all major streaming platforms. Okay, so with that out of the way, we have a great, we have a good program today. We, we're going to get caught up on our Reddit weekly recaps. We also have some uh, information to put out to help with the community effort on the uh, testnet to keep things running smoothly. So I've got some information to put out here. And Philippe, should I go ahead and do a screen share? Can I uh, hit that button and put the info? Go out? for it. Okay. Go for it. All right. So we'll, we'll brief, a brief description of the problem that we're seeing. It. Philippe's seeing it. I can see it. All the pool operators can see it. So the pool operators have this problem visible to them where the network is forking. The problem this causes for the delegators, the people who are delegating to the stake pools, is it's also interfering with the Daedalus wallet. It's causing network interference. And the problem is there are some pools that have discrepancies in how their nodes are configured and running multiple nodes with the same configurations, and that's causing problems for the network. And uh, currently, there's not a fix in place, but uh, IOHK should probably prioritize on getting a fix in place for this problem because it's causing the forkiness in the network. Um, what I'm going to do is screen share the awesome website, adapools.org. Adapools.org is a great place to go find the best ROI on a pool and identify you know, what your goals are and what, what pools you would like to delegate to. So on adapools.org, there, there's a blacklist. It's adapools.org slash BL. It gives a blacklist of pools that have discrepancies in their configuration that may be causing problems for the network. And uh, this isn't like a permanent list. So what can we do to correct the discrepancies in the network is if you are a Daedalus or Yoroi user and you're delegating to one of these pools, you might want to consider not delegating to one of these pools until they correct the discrepancies uh, otherwise, if you're delegating to them, it allows them to make blocks. And if they're making blocks and they still have these discrepancies in their network, it will cause forking, which causes a problem for the entire network. So you got three organizations and each organization has a responsibility to put in effort uh, to, to support the network. And that is if you're a delegator, 
if you see these pools showing up often, you know, not a one-time snapshot, but if you see them showing up over and again, over and over again, you might want to consider undelegating to those pools. If you are a pool operator, you need to consider your configurations and how you're running your pools so that you don't cause network forks. And also for IOHK, they need to implement parts of the code. We know this is still early testnet. Uh, we understand that IOHK has been working through the holidays and been working very hard, but needs to up the priority on putting code in place that will prevent these kind of problems from occurring. So uh, I hope I covered everything there. Is that pretty much uh, covered, Philippe? What I miss on that? Yeah, I, I think you hit all the points. I think you hit all the, the pertinent points. Okay. Uh, is there any comments in chat on that? We, we need to get uh, you know, other people's opinions and take on this, but I just kind of wanted to cut to the chase, identify the problem, get through the painful parts, you know, and then, and move on. That's the best yes. thing to do is just to, you know, get it over with, sort it out, do your best as an individual, whether you're a delegator, a pool operator, or a developer, and get this problem resolved and moving forward. Correct. Correct. Uh, I'd like to respond to Raj Deep that says, dude, did you say bite size? And yes, the Cardano effect is bite size. If you read some of the papers, you'll realize that what we provide is just a bite size of what the project is going to be capable of at some point in the future. So read one of the 40 academic papers and then come back and watch one of the pertinent episodes and you'll realize that this is bite sized. But we have a super bite sized channel as well. So that's called TC Eclipse for if you want just a, like a, a, a nibble. But uh, this is this is this is the bite size. Yeah, nibble. So. <laughs> it's it's one hour of little bites. Exactly. <laughs> one hour of little bites. I think we're up to almost fifty papers. I think there's forty six last time I counted. There's one that came out in October from uh, Professor Kias on uh, using Bitcoin backbone for quantum resistance. So I have to bring out the the stack of papers next time. Yeah. It's in a separate room, so I'll bring it out next time. It's a thick stack. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look how much effort it takes to understand all those papers. We're seeing them for real. We're seeing those papers in real life on the test net. You know? Correct. Correct. And it's working. The papers are true. They're, they're not mythological. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're based on real research and they're coming to life right before our very eyes. This is true. Yeah. All right, so uh, we got that out of the way. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of uh, questions. So if you have any questions about, you know, what do I need to do to, to play my part and help the network, uh, feel free to let us know on any of our channels or in Cardano Official or at the Cardano Effect Telegram channel. And there's a lot of people, a lot of community members that will help you out, figure out how you can best support the network. Sound good? Yes, that sounds good. Sounds right. good. We do have a question from Pixel that's saying, are, are they doing it intentionally, the forking? We can't speak on individual pool intentions. So no one knows for certain. No one knows for certain. Only the pool operator could speak for themselves. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We can't speak for anyone else. Yeah. Oratube asks, is the Rust testnet and the Haskell testnet two different things? Kind of. It's kind of two different things. The Rust testnet is currently running. The Haskell testnet does not yet exist. Uh, one of our top Reddit posts was from uh, Charles, uh, Charles AMA, where he puts out information on that. So you can learn more by watching Charles's AMA over on his channel. We're going to touch on that briefly here. Yeah, so there's some dialogue starting to come up as far as okay. the the problems we're seeing with the forking. Uh, Matthias Winterhut asks, do they do something they benefit from? Probably. Yes. <laughs> uh, Pixel asks, uh, are they hammering the network for others so they have better performance? Or are they harming the, they're harming the network for others so they have better performance? 
Maybe. Again, we don't know. Jesse Gossens asked when mainnet. I don't know. Maybe about three months. Yeah. At least, at least, at least three months, I believe. Oh, Ryan from Linepool says, uh, Ryan says the, it allows to sign multiple forks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're running a twin leader, it'll sign uh, multiple blocks at the same block height, which will cause a fork. Ryan saying IOHK should fix it on their end. Is Ryan the pool delegator for Linepool? Uh, yes. So he's running. Oh, well. Yeah. And Linepool's on that list. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, so, well let's I mean, let's he, let's move on to. No, he has a, voice episode devolves into something different. Let's move on to something else. He, he has a fair point, though. I mean, everybody has a good point. You know, sometimes good points conflict with each other. Yeah, well, yeah. We're 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 big boys. We can handle it. Of course, right, Ryan? Of course, of course. Big big boys. To each his own. And, yes, and I would like to thank Priyank and Merrick for uh, helping us understand this problem better. They did they did a lot of work. They did a lot of work to help understand what's occurring along with adapools.org and pooltool.io. So thank you everyone for your involvement. I am not the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> Far from it. But they are the smartest guys in the room. So I just pay attention to them. <laughs> Is that fair enough? That's a fair That's statement, fair enough. right? That's fair enough. That's pay fair attention. enough. I pay attention to them. All right, so under Reddit? Yes, onto Reddit. Before Mortal Kombat ensues in the chat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is not the platform for this. So let's you know, we'll we'll do that. We'll do this another time off the Cardano effect. So <laughs> we can have a, a UFC match or something yeah. <laughs> between people who disagree. Oh goodness. Great All start right. to the new year, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like hey, somebody left the matches sitting next to the dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. happen to find the matches, that's all. So uh, on Reddit? Yes. So the first Reddit post is from Brick Agency. Happy New Year. May this be a prosperous new year for everyone and may Cardano transition to Shelly as smooth as possible to become the world's most decentralized and stable distributed ledger. Happy New Year to the Cardano team. Yes, Happy New Year to everyone. We wanted to start this off today also talking about some of the milestones that we can hit in 2020, some of the things that we're looking forward to. We are in the Shelly testnet. We're running Jormungandr right now. We're not running the Haskell client yet. But once we get to the, uh, the Haskell side of it, we're going to be approaching the mainnet. And mainnet should be released sometime this year. I anticipate at least three months, maybe three to six months, maybe a little bit before, maybe a little bit after. Who knows? And then we're also looking forward to smart contracts releasing this year. That's going to be the exciting thing that's going to really take us from this step to this step, you know, staking is fun. Staking is great. Um, it's it's fun for all delegators and it makes the ecosystem as vibrant as possible. But we are also looking for, for towards smart contracts. And then we're going to follow that up with governance. But I can't, I don't know if governance will be a lot, uh, released at the end of this year. It might be next year, sometime next year. But if we can get staking and smart contracts done this year, it will be a successful year. What is your opinion, Rick? What do you think we need to get done? I'm looking for the same. Mainnet with Shelly decentralized, that's going to happen. Uh, we're, we're so close. I mean, right now, as I've stated before, I would argue that the current testnet, the current Shelly testnet is one of the most decentralized open source blockchains in the world. Open source. You got to put all the words together. Most decentralized open source blockchain. I know it's not mainnet, but it's proving we got like 580 pools uh, we're on the way to a thousand. When we hit mainnet, I think we'll have a thousand pools. We'll have a thousand pools by the end of the year. Very likely. Very likely. 
And so, yeah, and and so Shelley will be done, but nothing is ever done, done. You know, Shelley will be deployed. Then we'll have the smart contracts, and there's so much development already done on smart contracts. It'll just be a matter of deploying it. You know, what is the mechanism that you deploy? Because the Plutus Playground has been around for over a year. And uh, there's a lot of people giving feedback on Plutus and Marlowe, and I've seen a lot of good comments from developers where they have a positive experience with it. So that we got that. And so the, one of our first Reddit posts, just so all the viewers know, we're, we're go, we go over to Reddit, and on Reddit, we sort by top this week, and it puts us on top this week. And Philippe touched on the number one post there, or uh, the Happy New Year post from uh, Brig, Brig Agency. Is, was that the first one in the list? That is? Yes, that was. That was. And, and the second one was Charles AMA from January 3rd. That one's in the list where he outlined the, the goals for 2020. It was awesome. It was on Bitcoin's birthday. So he gave a huge shout out to Bitcoin, everybody uh, backing Bitcoin as the founder or creator, the first successful real blockchain to get out there. And then a summary where he, he thinks we might be able to touch on Voltaire this year. He touched on that on his AMA. Interesting. So Interesting. yeah, Voltaire's governance, right? Yeah. I yes. Sometimes, so yes. You got Basho. Is that where Hydra comes in? It's speed. Yeah. So it was Gogan Smart Contracts. Basho, I think, was speed and performance. Uh, Voltaire. Yeah. It'll, it'll, someone will say it in the chat. I, I, I forgot. But yeah, I think Basho includes Hydra, maybe, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken. But that's where your speed comes in with multiple chains uh, running at the same time and converging together. Yes. Uh, it's Basho. It was Basho. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for looking that up. I'm, I'm again, screen limited. <laughs> so. Yes. Basho scaling. Thank you, Mr. K. Some people think uh, AW Crypt Voltaire by Christmas 2020. I, th- I think so, Voltaire. Might be. Might be. We're going to see huge velocity this year. I think the hardest part is Shelly. Yes, yes. Guys and girls who are in this chat right now, especially if you've been here since the bull run of 2017, we're over two years now away from that bull run. Things are going to start heating up. I'm not saying next month or the ne- uh, the following month. But things are going to look interesting, maybe this year, maybe next year, but things are culminating to a certain breaking point. It's, it's, it's getting to that apex point where projects are just either going to make it or break it. So this is a pivotal year. I really do think so. You know, money's been spent. Hours have been put into development. Now it's time to show what we can do. It is. Charles called it the Cardano's decade. 2010 through 2020 was the decade of Bitcoin. 2020 through 2030 is going to be the decade for Cardano. I have to agree with that because I got a lot of skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you, you got to, you got to, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Of course, of course. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of fluff. Yep, yep. So um, the next Reddit post is, oh, Charles Hoskinson, I'll do an AMA today. So we'll skip that one. <laughs> Same. That's two. Yeah, two, it's two. So two of the top three are Charles AMA. And the third one, Cardano in 2020 will be a beast per Charles Hoskinson. That's that's exactly what we just talked about. Three that's out three. of four. Yeah, three, three out, out of four. four. <laughs> Guess what? Maybe you watch that AMA. <laughs> yeah. And then the following one is uh, a, blo- a stake pool minted their first block. Yeah, I mean, every stake pool that's coming into the ecosystem that's successfully minted their first block, kudos to you. Kudos to you to get this started. We have a stake pool operator episode coming out tomorrow. I finished the editing last night, and uh, we talk a, a lot. We do some rapid-fire questions, and Rick, we really did rapid-fire. We got to a lot of questions. I was doing the timestamps yesterday, and I think a lot of people are going to be interested. It was six of us, 
Kyle, Oystein, um, Mark, and um, who was the last person that came in yesterday? Uh-oh. You put me, Johnny, on the spot. Kyle, Oystein, uh, Chris Graff. Oh, Chris, yeah. Chris. Ma- Master Jedi, yeah, Chris Master, Graff. Yes, yes. Chris, Mark, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yep. So it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good, and uh, you'll get another operator perspective that's always nice, and we answer a lot of questions. So Yeah, they knocked out of the park. We hit at least 22 questions. Everything yeah. about from Daedalus, how do I use Daedalus, what's going on with Daedalus, Uroi, the whole genie gig, they covered a lot. And it's only an hour, so it's it's bite-sized. <laughs> and you know what's cool about that fifth post? That was from FRG Stake Pool. Uh, he touched on something similar to what Kyle's touching on. That's Forge Stake Pool, FRG. Shameless plug, if you're looking for a pool that is not oversaturated, consider delegating to FRG Stake Pool. We have zero fixed zero fixed fees and 3% pool fees. So, well, congratulations on your first block. Congratulations on making it to the top of Reddit. Good job, guys. And uh, there is, yeah, there are pools that are not saturated that are certainly pools that you could go to. I don't give financial advice, so I can't recommend any one particular pool that might be considered financial advice. I don't know. But you you can see their stats. You can check out their stats at pooltool.io and at adapools.org. And you can make a better informed decision by checking out those websites. So that was number five in our list. Yes. Let's jump back over to YouTube, see if we can get a couple comments, and uh, we can hop back over to Reddit. Yes, sir. Mashore Turk said, how accurate are ADA scan rankings for the wealthiest 1,000 addresses well, very accurate because it's just an identical snapshot of the blockchain at any particular time. Whether or not each address is associated with one individual, that's uh, you'll never know that unless they tell you or they give you inf- the proof that they own that address. But it's not like you see a wallet with 10 million and it's really 30 million. It's the exact 10 million that that address holds or whatever address is on that top 1,000 address. Is he scanning the real blockchain? I would say it's accurate. Yes. I can't quantify it. Dal Lam asks, hey, Philippe and Rick, for Shelly, the Haskell code or Rust code will be rolled out on the mainnet. Haskell code. Has- the mainnet will be the Haskell code, although yes. it's not out yet. Uh, so I would say high probability Haskell code, low probability it will be the Rust code. Mr. K, should Cardano limit stake nodes at the time of saturation so no one can delegate to them? Then people are forced to other nodes and more decentralization would occur. That's an interesting, I think there's going to be a lot of debate into the future. I mean, someone told me, I didn't watch Charles's AMA. I haven't had the time yet, but someone told me that saturation point may change over time based on what the community wants. Um, so I don't know. I, it's definitely a point of contention. Uh, people can argue one way. People can argue another way. I mean, as far as how it decentralizes the ecosystem, whether or not implementing a saturation point actually does what it's supposed to do, or it just creates owners that have the incentive to create multiple pools. Ultimately, that doesn't. It's a net zero, so it, it, it's you can take it either way. And I think that we just need more data in order to figure out what's what's the correct way to go forward. Yeah, my opinion is that in Daedalus and Yoroi, it, you know those little colored tags that are green, green, uh, orange, red. It needs a tag that says saturated in the wallet. So when people go to click on it, it'll light red. My opinion is give people the choice. Don't force certain things on people. Although it will mess with other people. Like once, if it oversaturates, if someone doesn't understand saturation and they keep hitting the same wallet, then it will affect others. So 
I think it's a good debate to have. Yes. And Old Paw Sync just says, after Voltaire, the community can change K via CIP. It's an improvement proposal for Cardano. So it would be something that the Cardano enthusiasts and Cardano delegators, this is what we're talking about, liquid democracy. You know, regardless if you have one ADA or one million, you'll be able to either delegate your vote to an individual or a group of individuals or vote yourself on what you think the best way to move forward with in the Cardano ecosystem is. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Old Paw Sync mentioned that too. After Voltaire, the community can change K via a Cardano improvement proposal. CIP. Thank you, Old Pa. Yeah. Mr. K asks, if people can still make multiple stake nodes, then is that more decentralized? That's a good question, too. That's a debate to be had. Uh, there are there are certain organizations that have a lot of nodes up and running. The protocol allows it. I mean, yeah. so the, the final point is, well, the protocol allows it. So what do you do? Well, yes, yes. I mean, you could run multiple pools on one server. So it's not like... I wouldn't argue that it's super decentralized. It's if it's within one person's jurisdiction, that one person gets taken out, then all the pools that they're running would be taken out simultaneously. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the way you look at it. It's, it's how you look at it. Yeah, it's hard to define decentralized because yeah. how, do you, how do you define something that's decentralized? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, no one will agree. Why? Because they're decentralized. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people asked me on Twitter when I tweeted out that uh, that point about Cardano being the most decentralized block, open source blockchain. People said, "Define decentralized." I can't. Yeah. Who am I to define it? It's not. It's not my job. <laughs> it, just because of my definition doesn't mean anyone agrees with it. All right, we got all the questions. I think okay. in the chat, and people are helping each other in the chat. Thank you for that. For Helping answer questions over there. Uh, back over to Reddit? Yes, back over to Reddit. Oh, another Charles one. That's uh, five out of seven now? Yeah. <laughs> Charles pretty much took over this week on on, on Reddit. So <laughs> People were having withdrawals. Yeah. He was he was out for the holiday seasons, and, uh, and now his videos at like over 15,000 views or something. <laughs> 11,000 views. That's insane. But the statement is that Cardano ADA will dominate the crypto space by the end of the 2020s tech Charles Hoskinson. And it's an article on heraldsheets.com. Now I'd like to point out that that headline is not exactly what he said. It's, it's a headline. You know what they do with head. They kind of embellish. Yeah. So it's a slightly embellished headline. You'd have to watch the video to see what he actually said. And I, I agreed with everything he said. It was good, good stuff. Yes. But for those that are, because first of all, that sensationalizes the headline. I mean, end of 2020s, that's another decade. I, there's so much that we're, we need to accomplish before that decade is over. So I, I would argue that, you know, it's not like by year 2029, Cardano will have its bull run. I mean, crypto is going to have its bull run way before then, because the moment that apex moment is coming, you know, it's either build it or break it. You can't go on forever. So, you know, once the projects gets released, then you can figure out exactly the longevity of the blockchain. It's not necessarily going to moon day one, but the trajectory should be up after a certain period of time. Yeah, we hope. Yes. The trend charts agree with that statement. The, the trends show that that's generally the case. Yeah. Yeah. And the next post on Reddit is about testnet metrics from Reddit user Tranter and, and the person states, 
Any ideas on how many transactions per second can be done on the decentralized incentivized testnet? How many megabytes of up and down traffic per hours generated for a node? Are the Raspi home four nodes producing as many blocks as the data center nodes? Thank you for your answers. And it goes on with uh, several responses from node operators on that thread. So they're getting some real-time uh, responses from thread operators. Uh, the megabits per second varies. I mean, I've seen it vary from 200K to idling at 20K to bursts of five megabits. Uh, but that's just, those are just messages. Those aren't necessarily blocks. Uh, I know when Merrick and I did transaction testing on the network version of the test net, at one point we hit somewhere around, I think we hit 100, and, 100 transactions, 125 transactions per second. I don't remember exactly, but we hit a lot. The max is 250 transactions per block right now. So there's a limitation on how fast you, well, let me put it this way, it's 125 fragments per, per second. That doesn't mean they were any good. Right, they didn't. That doesn't mean they make it into a block. So, network speed is really hard to measure. Maybe there's an expert out there that can give us a better idea. I tell you what, the good thing about the incentivized test net, I haven't really spammed it because it would get really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it with some like dead fragments that were worthless that just kind of made noise, but I can't spam test this one. I I just can't find it in me to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's expensive. That is expensive. Put. 0.58 per transaction. If you do 10,000 transactions, that's 5,000 bucks. Yes. <laughs> that, that adds up. That adds up. So guess what? The incentives work because it disincentivized to, me to, to do, do it. it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that, man. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah. Who knows? They're, they're, I'm sure there are some people out there that are that may be spamming, maybe, or thinking about it. It would be, it would be interesting because uh, you'd find out what value does that add to the network. If you spam the network... You're going to generate more transaction fees. True. I'm not sure what the to I'm not sure what the final mathematical impact of that is, but it would be interesting to find out. Yes. So testnet metrics was the key question, and pulltool.io and and adapools.org again, best place to find the metrics unless you look directly inside Daedalus Wallet with the native metrics. Next Reddit post, yeah. Yes, the next Reddit post is managing expectations. The post reads to the mods. I know we don't discuss price over here, so I'll try to keep this post balanced. It is the last day of the year. Many of us will look back at 2019 and make a summary of it. Others will make plans and projections for the years to come, setting targets and wishing things to happen. For us, Cardano people, 2020 is expected to be the great one, and it looks like many around here have exaggerated expectations, especially price-wise. I'm going to forward, I'm going to drop down to the rest, but... Uh, the person says, I know the post will get harsh critics and countless downvotes, but I would rather see people being surprised by unexpected performance instead of disappointed by broken dreams and self-set projections. Once again, let's correctly manage our expectations, stay cautiously optimistic, and see what coming years will bring us. Cardano is here to stay. Let's make it great. Happy New Year's, everyone. Yours willing to know. I think that was a great post. Great post. Yeah, definitely manage your expectations. Uh, the most important thing, I, I, I find that the most important thing is to get involved and it kind of distracts you. So, you know, it distracts you from the price. Focus on figuring out how to stake, figuring out your strategy for stake pool delegation, figuring out maybe, you know, where you see yourself within the smart contract era, wh where you see yourself within Cardano. Focus on the project itself or other projects that you're focused on as well. And it takes your mind off of the price. If you're busy doing the actual work, 
you don't even think about the price. And before you know it, that bull run will return and then you can enjoy yourself. Yeah. And you know, Philippe, you know what took my mind off the price? Adapools.org and pulltool.io. It broke me of my block folio addiction. <laughs> now I have a pull tool addiction. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Those are great tools. Great tools. Yeah, and this is a great post, and you can read down through it. And there's uh, there are some really good there are some really good gems on Reddit sometimes. Yeah, so he's saying, uh, look, don't get your head in the clouds with three to five dollar ADA. You know, it's a fool's dream between twenty twenty three. You know, three to five dollar ADA. If it happens, wow, that would be great. But don't plan on. It. Agreed. Agreed. Don't buy a mansion and a Lambo because you think it's going to go that high. Yes. Yes. If it does, yay! But you know. And there's a response where it says, as Charles says, crazy 100x valuations in one month are over. Better to keep our feet on the ground. Absolutely. I concur. Let me see what our next Reddit post is. But we can get through a lot of them. We still got a good 20 minutes left here. Plus, we got a couple weeks to catch up on, too. Uh, The next one is Cardano staking. What drives returns and how to pick pools with high ROI? And that's from Reddit user Skylight Pools. And they give a, a good analysis about being faced with uncertainty uncertainty, and inaccurate information and FOMO. The Cardano stakeholders have millions of ADA in search of better returns. And he goes on to explain his perspective on that, makes a little bit of a chart, and then just gives a description. So it looks very well thought out. You know, You know what I like? If somebody takes the time to write a thorough post, and make the charts to go with it, it usually has a good value to it. It doesn't mean it's perfectly correct, but it, you know it's usually pretty well thought out for someone to write articles. Like on Medium, you get some pretty good crypto articles on Medium because people took the time to write it out. So thank you, Skylight Pool, for writing the article on what's driving returns and how to pick up pools with a high return on investment. You know what, you know what I'm happy of, Philippe, is... I'd say six months ago, people were concerned about will the developers show up to Cardano? I think that question has been answered. The developers have shown up. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not for smart contracts, but with the current uh, state of the web pages that are available and the information available, those are made by independent developers. And it's fantastic. I'm, I'm totally impressed with it. So. Thank you, developers, for showing up and doing all that hard work. And if you see their pool IDs or their donation wallets, feel free to support them. Definitely. We have a next one from Shambhalar saying, kicking the banks in the nuts, testnet returns as high as 32%. That's wild. So they apparently received a 32% return in Epoch 17, and the lowest was 6% in Epoch 6. So averaging 15.28. That's crazy. That's crazy. I have a uh, I have slight trepidation about this because personally I made a video on my personal channel about how I thought that the actual delegated stake was less than what I expected. When I said like 20 to 30%, I was just talking about basically community driven ADA, but uh the numbers look like this. There's 31 billion in circulating supply. There is 9.7 billion ADA that is currently being staked in the testnet. And if you calculate the wallets of IOHK that had 2.4 billion, Emergo 2 billion, and the Cardano Foundation 648 million, you get roughly around 5 billion. 
It was a little bit over $5 billion, but I decreased it because we don't know the wallets of Emergo. So I assume that their wallets are not the same that they same as when, when they had it posted or as their as the genesis. So like half the ADA that's being staked is actually from the three entities and less than the other half is the rest of the community. So that basically means that the rewards are proportionate to how many how much stake is actually delegated. The higher rewards you're receiving, it means the less people are staking. And the reason why I have issues with that is because I would prefer the opposite. Lots of people staking lower rewards because that's going to translate into the mainnet. It's going to roll over relatively easily. And it's more important for the native asset to increase in price than it is for your ADA bags to increase in price. Because if you do the math, if ADA does a three to four X, it's much more important than getting 15% rewards on a stagnant ADA. It just makes sense. And the only way the price is going to go up is if more people stake because more ADA is actually locked up. So that's those are my thoughts. So hopefully the main net is a little bit more uh, balanced and there are a lot more people staking. Yeah, I would like to see higher as well. And a good analogy to what you're just saying is what's worth more, one Bitcoin or 10,000 ADA? Well, one Bitcoin is certainly worth a lot more. I know what you mean by the, the, if you have more, you might have fewer ADA but it may have a higher value because you have more people staking. Boom, right? Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a better payoff. Well, yes. Yeah, not financial advice though. Not, no, <laughs> not financial advice. Yeah. Should we check chat? A lot yeah. of people discussing in chat. Uh, so I'm going to scroll up and check questions and try to get them all in there. Ah, mostly people helping each other out. Yep. Philippe looking like a boss from Brian Pendley. Heck yeah. Oh, thank you, Brian. <laughs> Philippe is the most charismatic person in crypto. <laughs> Not just Cardano. <laughs> Dalam asks, is it is it a right channel to promote stake pool? I am running a pool, but struggling to have delegators coming. Uh, that's a good question. There's any channels where promoting stake pools authorized is a good place to do it. And if, if you're just now getting into Things like Twitter, social media, different types of uh, platforms that reach large numbers of people. If you're just now getting into it, it's never too late to get started. It's just, it's kind of late because it takes a, a long time. I, I don't know about you, Philippe, but it just, it takes a while to build the visibility. So what you want to do is find a channel where you can get visibility. For example, on the Cardano effect, we have a stake pool channel for stake pool operators who want to participate in this podcast and they can come on this podcast, uh, which is what is coming out in a, in a couple of days. And we also have a couple of other uh, podcasts. So promoting your pool is very important, uh, not just having a pretty web page, but there's all different ways you can promote. And if you don't currently have an established channel, you might want to try to find channels that are well established where you can get visibility. I'm not a marketing expert, but you know, I'm not stupid either. Agreed, agreed. It takes time to <laughs> it, it takes time to build a voice. It takes time to build a voice. Uh, we've been doing the Cardano Effect podcast for over a year now, a year and a couple months. But Rick and I have had our own personal YouTube channels for a lot longer than that. So it's like it takes a while to, you know, build organic audience and, you know, it, and it's still not guaranteed, but you'll connect with the right people if you just start 
trying to communicate and open up a Twitter and send some messages, join the Telegram groups. Yeah. And you know what else I think would be helpful, Philippe? If pool operators really want to promote their pools is multiple languages. Right now, everybody's doing in English language or mostly not everybody, but you'll see like ZZZ pool has is a uh, native Japanese on there. And then everyone else, uh, America, Europe, South America regions are generally English based. But if you can promote in Spanish, French, English, and Japanese, uh, and maybe Korean, then you'll find a greater audience because people like their native language. You don't have to be a native language speaker of that language. It just helps uh, to promote your pool. If people see their native language, they're more inclined to say, oh, what, what is that? I, I understand what that says. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Enoch says, what is the number of registered pools right now? It's it's over 500, right? Yeah. I can't remember. Is it like 560? I'll try open my Daedalus. I just launched it. If anybody knows, let me know. I have very limited internet. We're about to find out what happens. I'm on hotel internet. It's like five meg per second at best. All right. So we'll, I'll, I'll let you know in a minute. My Daedalus is opening up. Enoch says, what do you think of the upcoming Haskell test net? Josh says Haskell is king. Yeah. I mean, Haskell, Facebook uses Haskell for anti-spam in their platform. So it's a very reputable language. It's it's old school and it has certain principles that allow for security. It's more immutable. Like in, in the terms, there's less manipulation. Like if you are a, uh, if you code in certain languages, things can be altered Different values can have multiple different outputs. Different inputs can have multiple different outputs. But the premise of Haskell is, you know, what you write is what you get. So Haskell developers, I think it's going to build a rigid ecosystem. So it should be interesting to see the Haskell side of Shelley versus the what we're seeing in Jormungandr right now. We have 551 pools. Yours came 58, up. 582. No, mine didn't come up, but I, I see it in chat. Oh, there you go. I'm scrolled up. Sorry, that's why I lost track of where we were at. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I'd scrolled up and I was like, where are we? Okay. Redman says 730. So somewhere between 551 and 730. We'll keep it there. So there would be a 551 in Daedalus because they registered the tag with the Cardano Foundation, but 730 on the blockchain. Okay. So that would be, you know, 200 and some exist, but they don't have a tag registered. Okay. okay. It would be the difference between the two numbers. Okay. King Cooley Bay asks, will the stake pool operators have to register once the mainnet launches? Yes. You'll have to re-register because it's two separate networks. Correct. Correct. Good question. Thank you, King Cooley Bay. Let's get a couple more Reddit posts and then we'll hop back over to questions and then we'll let everyone go enjoy football if they're enjoying football. Yeah. There is a question from Matthias Winterholt and, and he, where he asks... If Cardano takes on, takes off big in Africa this year, what do you think it could mean? Is there any idea of what money that could bring to the market cap? Uh, I have no idea. I don't think Cardano taking off in Africa, I don't think it will make us more wealthy. I think it will – well, you got to specify where in Africa, like which country and what their goals are, right? But um, it would help them more so than help us, right? Is the way I understand it. I don't necessarily think that, uh, I mean, if your perception of what's going to happen in Africa is that 
you go to certain impoverished countries and uh, people are just investing on Coinbase or something and buying ADA, it's not going to happen. The needs of the communities that are trying to be reached are not the ones that investment. People are not don't have the capital, the spending capital to invest. It's more like you need the spending capital to purchase everyday goods. So what the real question we need to ask is what when assets or when projects are built on Cardano, will they actually be using ADA in order to transact? Like, you know, we can we probably need to take another look at the New Balance deal. Stuff like that. Figure out exactly when someone registers a tag, does it consume ADA? That that answer, I believe it's no. I, I tried to look it up. I haven't. I'm not going to say definitively, but I do not believe that it uses ADA. In a similar way, if you are paying a bill in 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 your country in Africa, if you're using the local currency, will it use ADA? as kind of like this gas that fuels the transaction. That's what's going to determine it. Um, but as far as just random people in impoverished nations investing in ADA and bringing the price up, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think w- when it has a functional use, even in the smaller countries, that will add value. Yeah. That will add value. All right. Okay. So we're back on Reddit, Philippe, like you said. Uh, yes. PSA, check your delegation pool saturation. You know, this this saturation point is very interesting because I've spoken with people that are work on Jormungandr and they're on different wavelengths as to what the actual saturation point is that's been implemented. But apparently the saturation point is 1% of delegated stakes. So if that pool is over 1%, it is oversaturated. Uh, you know, your opinions as to whether or not that's useful, I guess it's uh, subjective. Yeah. And something to be alert to, if they set the parameter to K equals 200, that means the math will favor having 200 pools. And at that point, the saturation would drop to 0.5 of a percent or divide by 200. So yeah, so the the saturation point would be cut in half. If K goes from 100 to 200, the saturation point would be cut in half. Inverse relationship. So if we get to K equals uh, 1,000, you know, it would go. It would go from one percent to a tenth, which uh, changes things dramatically. Yep. And at that point, at nine point six billion ADA, that means the saturation point would then become nine point six million if we were to go to k equals a thousand, because you got to take the total available ADA and divide by a thousand. Right now, we just do total available divided by hundred. Good stuff. All right. So that was a post by Southry, one of our Reddit moderators. Thank you, Southry, for getting the information out there. Have we gone two weeks back yet? No, we're only back to five days ago. Six days ago with Party, 2% fee stake pool. So Party made it up to about number 14 on the list. I think that's Maddish's pool. So he introduces his pool Party. And there's a thread on Reddit there. I don't see it up on the top list anymore, but there is a thread to advertise your pool. If you don't have a website, you have Reddit, Telegram. You can make Telegram channels. So there's many different ways to advertise your pools. And Party is uh, using the Reddit here and got some pretty good upvotes on that. There's some free ways. You don't have to you know, commit yourself to uh, the cost of a URL. Uh, there are free methods out there for promoting your pools. Yeah, low-cost, perpetual ways of doing it. Enoch says, curious to see how much ADA IOHK is going to donate to the University of Wyoming. Wyoming wouldn't accept the terms of this deal if they didn't think ADA is going to appreciate in value. I'm not sure about that story. Do, are you familiar with that? That was in Charles AMA. Okay. Yeah, that was in his AMA from uh, January 3rd, where 
University of Wyoming is going to accept ADA donations for their uh, for whatever it is they do, you know, scholarships maybe. Uh, so it'll be the first university. That's pretty cool. There's a good relationship with Wyoming right there. Yes, yes. Not just the university, but the people of Wyoming. There's a lot of activity there. Yes. Very very small state, very big impact. Yeah. They're, they buck the system. I think that's a state uh, logo but, or something like that, <laughs> bucking the system. They're a bunch of rebels. Go figure. They're big into cryptocurrency. <laughs> Wild <place. laughs> But yeah, so the question here was, Wyoming wouldn't accept the terms of this deal if they didn't think ADA is going to appreciate in value. Well, it's not Wyoming. It's the University of Wyoming, which you know, each organization can decide to accept it or not accept it. It yeah. doesn't have to be a country or a state. Like right now, the United States is not really crypto friendly, but- there's a lot of different parts of the United States that are crypto friendly. Now, on the flip side, like Germany is, Germany is pretty crypto friendly. Switzerland is very crypto friendly. China is crypto hostile, but they still have it going on. Go figure. At risk. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, universities accept donations and every single payment rail that you can you can give. So, I, I don't think uh, University of Wyoming is speculating on the asset and on crypto assets necessarily. I think that they're just open for donations. Yeah, those donations can come in any form. You know, Philippe, I was thinking about what would make crypto really adoptable. (laughs) And that is if politicians would take crypto for campaign donations. Because their campaign donations have to be transparent. They're supposed to be transparent. But I think that'd be cool is if Someone said, yeah, we'll take crypto for donations. I wonder if that uh, senator for, or the congressman from Ohio, there's a congressman from Ohio who's very pro-crypto. He's a former Army Ranger. I got to check him out. Maybe we can get him on the Cardano effect. And uh, maybe he takes campaign donations in crypto. You have to be a trailblazer to take crypto donations as a politician because you would get double tax, first of all, because, I mean, it's like if you're using it for your campaign as far as like airplane expenses and travel expenses and eating expenses and all the expenses for a campaign, you have to sell it into a native asset and then realize that gain. So two different ways. You'd lose a lot of money in the middle. So until there's regulation or there's some sort of law that prevents this kind of double taxation, you know. But I think it's a it's a it's a cool option. Yeah. Plus it would get buy-in. You know? Yeah. You would get buy-in from the legislators. Yes. Yes. There's I don't I don't think there's anything stopping them from taking crypto donations. No. All right. I'll check Reddit while and chat looks good. Any more questions, let us know. We're about to wrap up. We're wrapping up in just a few minutes. And uh the the next post, we're on like the fifteenth or sixteenth post. Charles Hoskinson appreciates Bitcoin for changing the world. Yes. It was Bitcoin's birthday, January third. Eleventh birthday, January third. The next post is great marketing from the Cardano Foundation. This is from Perry Walker. That post is from CryptoDaily.co.uk. It's CryptoDaily out of the UK. It delineates what is a Cardano blockchain, what is it, and the Cardano Foundation has you covered. They've published an article to help benefit the non-tech savvy Cardano investors who wish to know more. So you got the Cardano Foundation working on the marketing. If you guys recall from last year, Cardano was... Waiting is in general waiting on the marketing process because you got to have a solid product to market. And it looks like 2020 will be the year for Cardano. Charles also put out on his, his AMA a few days ago that 
they should see the brand refresh. It's not a brand do-over, but the brand refresh coming from McCann, we should be seeing something soon on that. Uh, I'm curious. It's got my curiosity, I have to admit. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it, it, this month we should hear something. Yeah, and I don't know if that is a Cardano-specific brand refresh, or I mean Cardano in general or IOHK-specific. I think it's Cardano in general. Yeah, I think it's Cardano in general. The article is... Because uh, that's a Cardano Foundation-related. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm just reading the article quickly. It quotes a description from Nicolas Aqueros in July 31st, 2018. Very dated information. Pretty poorly written article. No offense to you, whoever wrote it. Where are these articles coming from? Sorry. Sometimes so, these articles suck. I gave a shout out to Medium earlier, but not all Medium articles are all that good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if CoinDesk has gotten any better in the last couple of months. Well, I guess I guess I'll check and find out before I say anything. Yeah. You know the next Reddit post. There's the one I was looking for. Wow, it's like number sixteen or eighteen down the list. Uh, stake pool operators showcase your pool, and this was posted by Will Pizza four days ago. So he has an idea to showcase your pool there. It doesn't look like there are many takers, though. So uh, he has a, a website link, HTTPS, stakepool.show, to showcase your pool. That's where that Reddit post links to. And it was a very good idea. So see if you got any takers over there at stakepool.show so people can showcase, showcase their pools on the webpage. All right? Yeah. So let's hop back over to chat, and then let's wrap this episode up. Uh, we have a question from Redman. When's the next update for Daedalus? Not sure. Do you know? I do not know. I do not know. I think, you know, Philippe, I think Daedalus actually works pretty good. The problems people are seeing are not coming from Daedalus. The problems are coming from the network. I don't know that for certain, but I'm pretty confident that is the case. Yes. Yes. We have another question from KTXIT. What benefits to being an ADA ambassador? Well, I mean, there's no real benefit right now. I mean, our names are on the Cardano Foundation website and we are supposed to represent the community. But uh, if you're familiar with us too or the podcast before, we've been involved with the Cardano community way before we even had knowledge of the ambassador program. So the ambassador program is to highlight people that are going a little bit above and beyond for the Cardano ecosystem. And some of you may be going above and beyond and have just not been nominated for Cardano ambassadors yet, but there are no other benefits besides that. Yeah, the benefits are the recognition. You get recognition. You, oh, you know what's yeah. a good example? At adapools.org, if they know you're an ambassador, they'll put a little tag. There's a tag on the pool, if you have a pool. But the uh, Cardano ambassador work is volunteer work. So thank you to the volunteers out there for translators, moderators, content creators. Yes. All the different aspects. The Elite Trans says, are you guys going to launch a Cardano Effect pool? We don't have any plans to do that now. I think Rick and I are both focused on like our own pools, like optimizing that in the best possible way to provide the best services to you guys and girls. So until then, I think we'll be able to probably clear have clearer thoughts once all these issues get fixed and maybe when we get closer to mainnet. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about it too, but I'm just like, well, how far do we want to push that? You know? The- yeah. Plus- I get messages, bad messages from my own personal pool. So, you know, two personal pool, like then we have to come on the live stream. And then if something goes wrong, we spend the entire time talking about the Cardano effect pool. And uh, it kind of defeats the purpose of the Cardano effect podcast. Yeah. I didn't want it to distract from the podcast. And right now running a pool 
is a lot of work. It is. It's a lot. You got to monitor and you got to steer it back on chain. But well, what's what's considered to be the main chain? You got to steer it back. So yeah, not so to answer the question, we thought about it, but currently, maybe maybe not. That's where we're at with it. Yeah, but thank you for asking the elite trance. I appreciate it. Uh, so one person asked a rock pies that was from EFS nineteen twenty five. A rock pies worth getting and why? I can't speak to that. Maybe someone else can. I know because uh, Graf is running a pool on a rock pie in leadership mode successfully. Master M A S T R. That's his pool. Let's see. Oh, other people also started answering that question as well. Okay. Timeline predictions for Shelly Mainnet from Enoch Sauce. You guys tell me. Yeah. I'm still at three to four my- March, April timeframe. And he follows that up with March 31st. So okay. we'll go with that for the end of this episode. <laughs> Will there be another snapshot? Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. We'll have to see. That was also in Charles AMA. I don't want to do a one. Tw- yeah. That was an hour and 20 minute AMA. I don't, I don't want to redo an hour and 20 minute AMA in one hour. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that like he does. AW Crypt says, what is the safest way to store your ADA? Um, well, the snapshot is done, so you can put it back on a ledger, or you can put it on a paper wallet, or just or treasure, or treasure. So don't forget treasure. Treasure is uh, slightly more compatible at the moment. Or okay, yeah. So treasure might you might have uh, mainnet Shelly treasure support before you have mainnet ledger support. Okay, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. So if you have a treasure, you might be in luck. So Dao Lam says the total ADA is 31 billion. What happens when Shelly is ready as IOHK allows delegators to move test ADA to mainnet? I'm thinking that the total ADA will be increased if the total ADA is constant, who will pay for the test ADA? So the test ADA is not what you're realizing. You're getting rewards in a rewards wallet. That's going to be credited back to your mainnet wallet. So this is the price of inflation. So say that there are Let's say, let's just give a, uh, a number, 10 million ADA that, have be, that are distributed throughout the duration of the testnet. Obviously, this is incorrect, but 10 million ADA of rewards, all those 10 million ADA will be added to the balance of what is the circulating supply because there's 31 billion ADA, 45 billion total ADA. So that means there's 14 billion uncirculated ADA. So when the testnet hits, when the mainnet hits, you would see 31 billion, 10 million ADA. And everyone that got those rewards would get those rewards. You're not moving your testnet ADA back to the mainnet. Your testnet ADA will just disappear. You're going to get your rewards ADA credited to your mainnet ADA. And people often ask, where does that data come from when it goes to the mainnet and becomes ADA? And it, it's go, it comes from the back end of the blockchain, like the ADA that would have been mined in the year 2040. You just move that forward and you bring it into existence on the mainnet when we go into mainnet. So it should I think it'll be low impact. It'll be it'll be low impact. I just saw Stellar do that huge airdrop. Stellar did lots of airdrops. It didn't seem to affect the price. I thought it would have crushed the price, but it didn't appear to. Uh Pixel says Treasure Rocks. It is open source, unlike Ledger. Yeah. And that was from uh it was Sebastian told me that it was Treasure who followed the specs and Ledger was not necessarily it's gonna be a little harder to get Ledger on to the Shelly mainnet than Treasure. It's a basic idea. Oh, someone, uh, Redman says, I'm jumping pool to pool almost every other epic to see which ones have the best return. Okay, yeah. I think we're good. That's pretty much it. So, everyone, thank you for joining us today for the first 
live stream episode of the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 68. Please check in tomorrow morning, 3.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's what we're planning, where we have our stake pool operator episode that we filmed yesterday, filmed and recorded yesterday. It's ready to go, just some final touches. So it should be, you should expect it sometime tomorrow. So check those people out, check those pools out. Thank you again. This was the first live stream episode. Cheers to a brand new 2020. This year is looking up. Uh, I hope everyone had a great holiday season and happy new year to everyone. And until the next episode of the Cardano Effect. Bye, everyone. Thank you.